All right, it's lockdown 2.0 um, of the coaches roundtable. We have not done this one in a long time. A little bit out of practice. <laughs> it feels like it's been a very, very long time. So I'm mm. going to switch to speak of you. So it's just one person, one person on the, on the, what's this called? The screen. <laughs> um, so yeah, first of all, let's have a little catch up. Oh, a little catch up session. How are you doing, Alex? I'm okay. How are you? How are you, boss? I'm good. We've got we've. There's a lot of things that are happening with the club, which is, is hopefully going to come to fruition over the next couple of months, which we're very excited about. Um, which I'm sure we well, I hopefully will be disclosing in the next month or so. Um, so yeah, um, I mean, all the, all of our members know about it anyway, so it's not like we've exactly kept it secret. <laughs> You just, the thing is, we haven't kept a secret. You just can't help yourself chatting about it, can you? <laughs> I can't. I can't help it. Like, yeah. Also, this episode is sponsored by Pepsi Max. I'm, I'm not sure how correct that is, but... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you say it, it's true. So. That is true. Right. Should we, get, should we go into the first question? Stop. Okay. You're going to answer this first one. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go straight in with a biggie let me just pull it up one sec pull up skirt reverse so the first question was asked by ali this was a while back and it was is it too late for me to get into weightlifting oh that is yes unless unless you started when you were preteen in china you, it's, it's hopeless give up go away <laughs> no i don't think the thing is it, it depends on what you want to get from it and like Ultimately, look, it's a really, really enjoyable sport and just, just do it, do it whenever. We've got, we've got people who are like really young. We've got people who are like, you know, kind of beyond retirement age. We've got all sorts. And, you know, I think the thing that's important is that they all keep, you know, keep coming down and keep training just because they enjoy it. And um, it's a really fun sport, obviously, to get into and to practice. And you meet so many people through it that like, you know, I think you're kind of approaching the question of getting into weightlifting from, oh, you know, but I'm never going to be, you know, a strong or never going to fulfill my potential or that kind of thing. Cause I never started early. And it's like, well, who gives a fuck? Just, you know, <laughs> it's not just about that. Like, you know, you don't have to be the, you know, and, and you know, even people who start early, like, and you know, who got into it, who had all the right coaches around them, all the right, you know, support structures, the funding, everything. And, you know, a lot of them are still useless because yeah. sometimes it's a bit of, you know, it's a bit of a genetic dice roll. And, um, I know the, the, the point I'm trying to get at is that like, you know, I don't think there's, I don't think you're too late to start with anything really, mm -hmm. especially weightlifting and, um, the kind of benefits of it are far more than just like, you know, competing and getting a gold medal, at the Olympics, there's a lot more to it. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. No, honestly, I, I, I agree with your point. Like, I think I would definitely agree to the side of, you know, if you're looking to try and get to the Olympics or world champs, then depending on how old you are, like if you're say in your thirties and you want to try and get to the Olympics with no prior experience of touching a barbell, it's probably going to be a little bit more difficult for you to try and attain that goal. Having said that, like you said, it depends what you define as getting into weightlifting because I think the main thing about strength sports is that anybody from any age, 
uh, like weight class, male, female, doesn't matter what, who you are or what you've done before in two to three years, you could be a, a pretty good weightlifter. If you dedicate yourself to the craft of actually continuing to get better. Like I don't know very many sports that allow you to be able to have the progress that strength sports might, might give you. You know, because essentially, like weightlifting and 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 powerlifting and stuff, it, it is basically just going to the gym, isn't it? Like that is our sport. <laughs> you know, it's it's professional. I like my my sport is professionally going to the gym. Yeah. You know, and you're a professional gym rat. I'm a professional call. gym rat. Yes. <laughs> and like you know, you you said it perfectly. Where weightlifting, although there are. Uh, the individuals who want to be very competitive and there are also some individuals who don't even start until late in their teens or even very, very early twenties that have had some success um, to some degree. But I think by and large, it's even we have some seniors and masters um, in, in our club and they've only been training for six months to a year and they've made so much progress comparatively to where they started now obviously if you say well what could they have done 30 years ago who knows what they could have done 30 years ago because they weren't lifting 30 years ago you know so you can't really compare the progress from if they'd have started 20 30 years ago to what it is now because it there's no like there's no evidence to say that they could have been better then than they are now um you know lifestyle could have changed or I often find that the more I, the more I lift or the more years that I lift, the more experienced I know at getting to know my body. And when I first started out lifting, it was like five, six times a week. And I was just battering my body for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And I found that the first two, three years of lifting, I actually didn't make as much progress as I have in the last two years, which is odd because usually when you come into a new sport, you get that kind of newbie gains right mm. um but yeah i guess to kind of round it off i completely agree with your point is i don't think it's ever too late to get into weightlifting and i i think in all honesty i think that's just an excuse like to put it to put it fairly bluntly um like it's never too late to get into anything it's it's a, it's a hobby at the end of the day if you don't want to take it too seriously it is a hobby so no it's never too late it's like crochet is it ever too late to get into crochet? No, I know 20-year-olds that are doing crochet. Like, you know, it's <laughs> crochet like... Crochet world championships. Yeah, crochet, exactly. Not everyone aspires to be the crochet world champion. No, if, you, if you're not maxing out your crochet skills. Yeah, if you don't have weighted crochet sticks, then <laughs> I, I, do you even crochet, bro? Exactly. But yeah, that's a good question. It's a good and it, to be fair, it is one that is asked fairly frequently: is is it too late, or do you think I'd be any good at this? No idea. You got to try it first. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> that that is true. You can get like, lots of beginners, <laughs> and they're like they think that we have like some you know like little crystal ball, and like we say hello, how are you, and then we just know what they're going to do in the future, and just, and I'd like to think that we do, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. nobody knows nobody knows you know you could drop the bar on your head next session and you know that's your career over fuck knows like, <laughs> <Let's hope laughs> you could do really really well it's probably somewhere between not getting anywhere and 
getting to the Olympics. It's somewhere in between there. Mm. <laughs> beyond beyond that, I couldn't be more specific. You just yeah. got to try and find out, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool. A very quick first one. Right, should we go into the second one? Let's do it. So this one, this one is interesting as well because I also want to relate this a little bit to the current situation that we're in with lockdown. So Cam, my brother, has asked, um, it's, I sometimes lose motivation in the winter months. What can I do to keep the hype high? Mm. So obviously it's winter. Well, I mean, it's kind of coming to the end of autumn now, right? But yeah. it's coming towards winter and also we're during in, in a lockdown. So go Fun for it, Fun times all around. Electric boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing to not be all sad during lockdown? <laughs> not be all To be honest, I'm actually kind of thankful that we have the club. Yeah. Um, because it, and obviously like working still has allowed me to sort of keep, keep my brain ticking over. But I'd say aside from that, in terms of like training specific, I've written a new program. Um, it's very, very basic. It's basically just strength work because mm-hmm. although I can drop weights on the floor because I'm training in the car park, I, I don't really, you know, I'm like, well, is there, you know, is it, is it, could I can do that or could I just focus on something that I'm really bad at, which is strength? Um, you know, I'm not saying that my technique is impeccable. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that, you know, it, it's nice to be able to drive the needle and and be able to, get a little bit stronger during the period that, you know, you, you might not be able to lift or at least Olympic lift in uh, the situation that, that we're, that we're currently find ourselves in. So um, obviously training with uh, M helps uh, and Prince. So, you know, it's uh, that's, that's usually how I, I would keep my, that's how I've kept my motivation up uh, during lockdown, just different program, training with someone um, and just changing the stimulus that I'm doing during my training program. So it feels like I'm doing something completely different rather mm. than just the same monotonous thing again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. That's reasonable. I think, yeah, for, for me, it's mostly kind of similar thing. Um, just changing the focus completely. We're literally just lifting in the living room, uh, which <laughs> is fun. Um, but you know, it's just, it's just squats and presses. Yeah. Squats and presses like, you know, day in, day out. And, um, but you know, my, my kind of perspective on it is, is that like, you know, obviously weightlifting is a strength sport. So if you get your strength up, your lifts are going to go up as well. Probably not yeah. immediately once you get back and you need to remember how to snatch and clean and jerk again. But, um, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just like seeing it as like kind of an opportunity and excuse to try and focus on something else for a while. Yeah. Like, but you know, it's, Mixing up your training can always be good. Um, I'm trying to think what else as well. Like, you know, obviously, like, you know, so Chris, my flatmate, is also a member um, of the club. And, um, you know, just having, like, a training partner is, is quite useful. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's locked down, so not everyone can, you know, invite people around and, you know, have training partners, that kind of thing. But even just, like, if you've got a training buddy or just, you know, a kind of small group of you or something, just organizing like regular training sessions, like, you know, mm-hmm. same time every morning, same time every evening, that kind of thing. And, um, and just because if you've got a time and other people are going to be there, you're going to be way more likely to get there on time mm-hmm. and uh, actually turn up and kind of do the work. 
So yeah. that's getting involved with other people, either virtually, you know, virtually, generally. Hmm. Um, and then I don't think what else really. Just, yeah, just mixing it up. Like try different, it's almost like, because just having a bar and bumpers, like does force you to try new things and to mix things up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, rather than having like, you know, all the equipment in the gym to be able to choose from, it's literally just like, right, can, can I do concentration curls with a plate? Why am I doing concentration? <laughs> I don't know, because this is the only thing I can do at the moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, doing different exercises, doing them in different ways. Um, I mean, it's all good work. It's all good work. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say just, you know, try, try some new, new exercises, keep things fresh, train with other people virtually if you can, try and stick to a schedule. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say, actually, the point that you just made about a schedule is probably, I would say, probably the most important thing because the difficulty is is that when when there's a lockdown and say you know potentially your gym your gym routine revolves around your work day or perhaps you now have to work from home meaning that you know you basically don't leave your house all day Mm. um i think it's difficult to kind of um have sort of a distance yourself between work and then actually going to train um and i i definitely agree that like just trying to keep a schedule like don't don't force yourself to get up early or you know do it before work like just try and keep the same schedule if you do training after work keep the same you know do training after work you don't have to necessarily change your schedule completely just because you know your whole life has kind of been oh you've got to work from home now for four to five weeks um but yeah, I definitely agree. And I'll tell you another thing as well is one thing that I've, that I have, that I would suggest is just try it, just get someone to keep you accountable, whether it be either training partner or just get, get someone to write you a program for four to six weeks. Like, you know, a body weight program, a sprint, a sprint program, a dumbbell and kettlebell program. If you have access to a bar and bumpers, you know, four to six week squat program or just something different that like, you know, it doesn't have to be fancy. It really doesn't have to be fancy, you know? Um, and like you said, virtual stuff helps tremendously. I think just having the accountability of someone watching over you or having a couple of friends who dial in and you train together, you know, like it, it's less awkward than you think. I think people, people think it's going to be really awkward, but it, but it isn't. You know, it's because every, everyone's there to, to do something. You're not just there to like sit and, and watch for an hour or two hours. You're there to actually give someone value. So that's what, that's what I'd say. Is. Anyway. Um, cool. Done with that one? I do. Yeah. Lovely. Right. Let's go on to, let's go on to another one. Right, here's the next one. So this is from Lily, hashtag Athena Project. Um, what do you find works best for overcoming anxiety when lifting heavy percentages or a new PB? Good question. Um, hmm. Do you want to kick this one off? Should I kick it off? Yeah, yeah go on, you kick it off. Right. Um, 
<laughs> I was just imagining what you might say. I mean, the thing is, is, is it is it is simple, but at the same time, it's not because really a lot a lot of it does come down to like psychology. Yeah. So, you know, what like, would you say to me if I was getting a bit nervous? What do you mean? Oh, there you go. You remembered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that on air. You have to now. No, I'm not saying that. Sorry. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you then. Go on then. Stop being a little bitch. Stop being a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. That's the easy, that's the shortcut route. Um, yeah. The realistic route is that it's often a little bit more tricky than that. Um, I think, obviously, like, number one, um, dealing with heavy percentages, whether that's like in lifts, in pulls, squats, anything um just kind of gets you used to attacking a certain weight or a certain number from different angles it's, it's just a confidence thing it's like build your confidence around that um sort of area around that weight and it will help a lot more um yeah. i think as well like try to take the focus off completing the lift and putting it on like moving well like if, if you move correctly the bar will go to where it needs to go yeah. You know, a lot of people panic and like, you know, they cut the pool short cause they want to get under it or they like, you know, just kind of like let the bar come away or, you know, just don't aren't secure in the catch. Lots of different things. Like, you know, just forget all of that. Just focus on hitting the positions, you know, mm -hmm. and it's the same whether you're at like an empty bar or like a hundred percent. And, um, I don't think what else as well. Sometimes, sometimes having a squad of hype boys around you can help. Um, <laughs> Shame as well. Shame? Um, shame, yeah. As in, like, if you miss this, you're a loser. Yeah. If, if you miss this. <laughs> that's, that's so savage. Oh, that's so savage. <laughs> but I don't know how many people would respond well to that. No, I don't think many people would. <laughs> <laughs> if you miss this, you're a loser. You'd, you'd just be like, well, guess I'm a loser then. Well, yeah, I'm going elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guess I'll find a new coach. Yeah, just kind of like, you know, sitting about that kind of percentage. And like, you know, even if it makes it feel easier, like, you know, going like 90, 95 and just getting comfortable with that, just doing that more frequently. Um, yeah. Often, I, I've seen, you know, with certain people, they can get like, what am I looking for? You know, essentially get nervous because they've had like a previous injury at a certain weight. Or, yeah. um, you know, that kind of thing. That can be a big issue because then that's definitely psychological. No amount of shouting at them is going to, you know, change that. And um, but I think, you know, it's that kind of exposure therapy sort of application to Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. Like, you know, if the injury is still an issue, strengthening it, trying to overcome it, that kind of thing. And um, sometimes working around it if need be. Um, I think as well, what's, what's helped for me is that, you know, if you're stuck at a certain weight, and you know nothing you do seems to be moving it or just always moves badly or you miss it that kind of thing even just forgetting about it for like a couple of weeks and shifting your focus elsewhere you know like for example you know if your snatch and clean and jerk is kind of you start to get a bit worried around you know this percentage shoulder work on your back squat work on yeah. your lateral strength and then when you come back to it a month or two later you know you'll find you've got way more of a reserve to actually tackle it and um so yeah, kind of shifting the focus to kind of sort of tackle other areas of the problem. If there's a strength issue, 
you know, stop snatching, clean and jerking, start working on strength. If there's a technical issue, start working on technique. Yeah, kind of, yeah. It's kind of, it's hard to say because it really depends on the problem itself. Like, why it, is that person anxious about it? Yeah, it, it does. It depends on the person. Like, because everyone is different. You know, you could miss it because of a technical fault or you could miss it just because... You, you know you don't like lifting heavy and you think you're going to hurt yourself or something like that but i think like you said exposure therapy you know exposing yourself to those weights fairly frequently as well as trying to get stronger in the squat the pull and the press you you can't go wrong with that you know because ultimately if you're getting stronger off the floor you're getting stronger in your squat and even if the numbers aren't going up, but let's say, for example, your best back squat is like 160, right? And you get scared to do 160, but 150 feels fine. Then why don't you just, you know, try and do a couple more reps at 150 and then next week do 152 and then do a couple, couple more reps or a couple more sets of that. So you're exposing yourself to slightly higher weight. So you get more comfortable, you know, feeling that weight on your back and, actually being able to overcome the fact that shit, this feels really heavy, you know, like, so I definitely agree with you is like exposure therapy is you, you have to expose yourself to that kind of stress because really that is one of the only ways that you, you're going to get over the fact that it, you know, you're anxious about hitting a heavy percentage or a PB. Um, I think, I think one thing which is kind of specific, but I've seen it come up, quite often is um you know people will start freaking out when there's a certain combination of like bumpers and fractionals on a bar yeah like you know the moment the greens go on or the moment the collars go on or something like that and they, they just go Ugh. yeah and, um, obviously but then you take off the bumper and you just put fractionals and you hide the weight on it and it's no problem whatsoever yeah um i think yeah try not to use the band-aid approach i think mm-hmm. it's like, you know try not to turn your entire bar into biscuits because um, <laughs> at the end of the day it's like you, you kind of want to get used to certain kind of combinations and color schemes and that kind of thing and like it can be, sometimes be useful to like kind of go around that but you know if you're afraid of reds like look you, you've got to get over that somehow yeah. you yeah. know you just got to see it's part of the process so yeah i think um uh, I think I think that's that's what I'd have to. I'd definitely encourage people not to kind of skirt around a problem. Yeah. Uh, especially with that, and just you know lo- load it how it's supposed to be loaded. But if it isn't it, like if you are going to put a load of fractionals on, don't do it very often because mm. otherwise you're letting yourself get into that bad habit of just like seeing a combination on the bar and freaking out. Um, which is not great when you go onto a competition platform because that's what they're going to put on the bar. <laughs> yeah. No amount of please, can I have like three two point fives on each side is going to change, you know, the way they load it. Yeah, so. definitely. What one thing as well, I think. I mean, I don't really know um, enough about this to be able to kind of go in depth with it. Is I feel like in in a lot of sports, people get. They, they use things like positive self-imagery or self-talk and, and things like that. And I, I don't think it's that common in weightlifting. Yeah. The, only, the only thing really that I've seen is so whenever, whenever I'm kind of going to approach a lift, if it's heavy, obviously, like I, I would be, I would be remiss if I was like, I, I don't get nervous at heavy weights because you do. Like I, 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 
I don't really know if that ever goes away, if I'm honest. I mean, mm. at least for me, it never does. There's going to come a time where those weights that you've hit that were maximal are now easy, but you've yeah. got to get past the point of, like sometimes you've just got to attack it and just give it everything you've got. And hey, if you miss it, who cares? No one's going to shout at you, are you? Because you gave it your best shot. Well, probably not. But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing like they might shout at you. They might be like, ah, oh, but that you know, it's not like they're going to be disappointed in the fact that you you tried. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you did thought, try. Yeah. Like, I think there's a big difference: is disappointment and being annoyed is is very different. I don't mm-hmm. think a coach. Well, I, I would, I would hope not, but I don't think a coach would ever be disappointed at the fact that you missed it, even though you tried it, you know. Yeah. And then for them to say, "I'm disappointed that you missed that," like <laughs> it's not, it's not, the, it's not the best way to. Obviously, everyone is different, and they respond to different things, either positively or negatively. But like, I think, like by and large, you know, you want to encourage good things and discourage bad things, but you know, it's, it's got to be an overall pod. Like people have to want to come to training, you know, yeah. they have to want to make that lift. And I think like as a coach, obviously it's going to be different for the individual, but that is your job. That's to, you know, your job is to make them hungry for it. Yeah. And like by and large, you know, people don't like being in situations where they're bollocks for things. <laughs> so <laughs> especially if they're paying for it. Well, it makes so, them feel like an idiot as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so yes, sometimes you do need to say, hey, kind of snap out of it. Let's go. Let's move. That kind of thing. But like, I don't know. Yeah. Not not I stuff like if you don't hit this, I'll be disappointed in you or like, you know, that's that's just silly. Like, that's not that's not coaching. Yeah. That's like fear <laughs> tactics. Like, well, yeah. We're not we're not going to war. We're doing a sport. <laughs> you know, it's a bit different when you're in the military and someone might say like, if you if you don't do this you'll die <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. like if you, you know. if you miss a snatch behind you i'm not going to bloody shoot you in the back of the head <laughs> like, you know. just to send them to the back wall just go <laughs> go way outside i'll be out there in five maybe that's why the north koreans are so good maybe we've missed a trick i don't think we should go down that rubber hole <laughs> 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 I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm stopping right there. I'm. I'm time out. Time out. Time out. I. I. I I'm a head out. <laughs> I. I'm a I'll head out. out. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it, I mean, kind of going back to my point is like self self imagery and like self talk. I don't think it's. It's. I don't. I mean, I've. I used to. Um, never you know kind of just go into a weight and not want to think about it but sometimes now i i'm thinking about actually lifting the weight and seeing myself finish the lift in my mind and i think that allows me to actually have mental clarity that i don't have to worry about finishing the lift like you said all i need to worry about is just getting in the positions applying speed applying force and then you know just hoping for the best Yeah. yeah um you know uh yeah, but I definitely think that's something that would be interesting, actually, if if we could potentially see if any of the members in our club use stuff like self-talk and, mm. and self I think self-talk is a little bit more common where you sort of like tell yourself, come on, let's go, like give yourself a slap on the thigh, like you've got this. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. But I think self-imagery, I mean, I don't know if you do that, but 
you and I do the same thing where we both close our eyes and then we take a breath in, shrug our shoulders, and then we kind of have mental clarity where everything just goes quiet in my mind. I'm usually like thinking through the lift. Yeah, like, exactly. Like there yeah. feeling it, experiencing exactly. it just for a moment, which is why I need all the time I can get before the lift actually starts in competition. Well, two minute time up, right, let's go now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But and yeah, the, but, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it takes your mind off stuff because like, especially if you're in like a busy gym environment and like, you know, there's one idiot over here or somebody's doing something over there and someone's walking across your platform and like, you know, just taking a moment just to not think about any of that, you know, and then approach the platform clear headed. It's, it can make a massive difference. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you'd cut out there, but then oh. I... I realized that you hadn't it just zoomed in on my face and I was just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right cool hopefully we answered that question well enough shall I have a look at see if there's any more let's have a little look can you think of any um, he had a question oh Chris has a question Christopher um, so, so you know Chris, you know he's a little bit like, especially in squats and stuff. He's a bit, he's a bit of a, um, it's the word that I'm looking for. He's a bit of a scissor lift, you know. Scissor lift. Scissor lift. He's just straight up and down, but his torso is like completely flat. And um, what do you mean flat? As in like this? Yeah, or like like, he's not like vertical squatting. He's almost like that. Oh right, yeah. But his hips <laughs> but, are so tight, mate. Yeah. What, what do you what do you reckon? So we're basically trying to get him a little bit more kind of upright in the squat because he's got the proportions for it it's like he's all torso and no legs so yeah. we're basically trying to figure out like how do we and also you know he has a, exactly the same problem in the snatch and in the clean where he's very very kind of tilted over yeah and, um, but you, you kind of look at him and it's like he's ticking all the boxes but he's not actually yeah he's not actually vertical i think sometimes like, that comes down to like a motor passing issue though because sometimes people don't think about trying to keep themselves upright. They kind of just bring themselves forwards because it feels more comfortable. Like the, I think the only way I learned how to do that was a front squat and then also just a goblet squat. So I have to actually mm. think about keeping my torso and my core braced yeah. um, to be able to improve just doing that movement. Yeah. You know? I suspect as well, it might be something to do with like, you know, because he's got fairly tight hips but also like just his ankle flexibility. Yeah, uh, yeah. been improving. But like, are there any like, you got any good stretches for ankle flexibility, that kind of thing? Uh, I mean, I can definitely send some over. I don't know if people want to want me to show how flexible I am because I'm not very flexible, but <laughs> yeah. It holds my flexible ankles. But um, yeah, I mean, I can definitely send some over for him. Like mm. definitely, I mean, you can see that his hips are tight. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might even be glutes as well, because yeah. the glute and the hip could generally it could be one or the other. Um, yeah, but that's what I'd say. I'd say it would either come down to a motor pattern issue, or not an issue, but just you know a motor pattern area where it, he's learnt to squat with a torso that is more forward, and yeah. he just feels comfortable like that. Mm. which is it's not necessarily an issue but like you said if you want to have more of a carryover to weightlifting yeah. then we need to have slightly more flexion in our knees which mm. means our chest has to be more upright so we're getting more quad a bit more glute 
and it's slightly more specific to a front squat and a clean. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I can send you over some some stuff for him. But I'd also, so, I mean, obviously you don't have a kettlebell, but even if you hold, have him hold a plate yeah. up to his shoulders and try and think about keeping the, his chest and elbows up as he squats, yeah. rather than thinking about keeping his back straight, yeah. see if that I'll, helps. I'll give that to him. I'll see, I'll see how he gets on with that, actually. But yeah, sounds good. And if that doesn't work, do the old, old trick of whilst he's working on his mobility, stick some heels under his plates whilst he warms up so yeah. that he can think about driving his knees more forward and keeping his torso more upright. And then yeah. once he's warm and, and the weights are on the bar, you can take them off and we'll see if it makes a difference. Yeah, it's a good idea as well. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I used to do that. And then actually I realized that um, I needed to work on my ankle mobility. And yeah, that, that's one thing I wouldn't advise is don't just stick plates under your ankles and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you have, that doesn't address the problem. You, it, it's, it's a good solution but it, I mean, sorry, it's, it's a good, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's one solution, but it's not going to fix the problem. Yeah. Yeah. The underlying um, problem is still going yeah, to be there. Precisely. Um, yeah, that's, delivery. that's what I'd suggest. You got a delivery. Got a delivery. What is it? Online. Hello. Oh, Chris is here. How many people to get to witness me? We were just talking about, oh, I'd, I'd probably like three. Oh. Chris, you're, you're, Chris <laughs> you're famous on YouTube now. Yeah, we're just talking about your. Oh, it's live on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I should go. I'm sorry, no, Carlo. No, really. no, you're all right. And at the hour, Chris. Oh, okay, great. Because we were talking about your, your dodgy ankles. Dodgy ankles. <laughs> do you know? Do you know why I reckon he's also got really dodgy ankles? Because he always wears high heel boots and he walks a lot. That's I true. I do walk a lot. Used to do a lot of running as well. Spent three years in a row running. See, there you go. That I ran really badly in shit shoes. So am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, not made for kids. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Sorry to the people watching. Um, <laughs> um, this is my training partner, everyone. <laughs> I inspire from fear. Um, yeah. Uh, um, bad shoes, mostly. Um, how do I improve my mobility, Connor? Oh, don't worry. I'm going to send Alex some stuff and, I'll sh and uh, oh. she can try some things I've with you. I've already been handled in the meeting I wasn't in. <laughs> See? I apologize for a few seconds. Oh. Uh, um, I'm in the way now. No, you're okay. Tell See you later, Chris. Don't get into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. yeah <laughs> but yeah so that's Chris action yeah. man <laughs> but yeah so um, yeah I'll send you some stuff and then and then oh, uh, that's good let's just see if that works um, cool I think that's it should we cap it there probably yeah, a good start well. isn't it e ease everyone in yeah, that sounds good. We don't have any more questions, no? Um, I will have a quick look. <laughs> Give me one sec. I'm just scrolling through my inordinate amount of screenshots. <laughs> Are you like me in that you don't put anything in albums? No, it's one. all just everywhere. Just yeah. absolutely everywhere. Um... 
Can't find anymore. No, I can't find any more. <laughs> I think uh, one we had a while ago was what weightlifting shoes should I get? But um, no. I just put up a blog post about that. So I don't think. Oh, he's back. <laughs> he's lost his phone caller. Have you seen oh, his phone? I'm going to freak you again. I have not. <laughs> I'll call it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mad. Mad one. Absolute madman. All right. Well, let's cap it there then. Of, Sounds good. Um, what's this called again? The coaches, <laughs> the coaches round table. Um, so we shall catch you guys again next week. Maybe on a Wednesday. Maybe on the Friday. We're not too sure yet. Haven't decided. But yeah, if um, I was about to say thanks for tuning in, but we're the only ones here. Yeah. So, so uh, well, thank you. We're going to stick it. Thanks to me and Alex. We'll stick, we'll <laughs> stick it on YouTube. Um, and then we shall see you guys next week for episodes number two of lockdown two. Yeah. Out of six. Episode two. <laughs> out of six. Out of six. Lockdown two out of six. About I'm moving country. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Peace, peeps. See you guys later. <laughs>